This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Crimson Light Farron of Hyperion, Revan Capelli of Sargantanis, and Yoi Koinonia of Diablos. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. It has been 10 short weeks since the release of the immensely popular adventure game, Lords of Dominion Go, the card game, Moon Adventure X. Today, I am crazy excited to announce the arrival of Hydaelyn's first G-Sports Arena. Yes, friends, the beautiful sunny landscape of the Uldan Manderville Gold Saucer. Good Time Gaming is launching the world's first G-Sports Arena, the Monster Arena. The primary game that we played at the G-Sports Monster Arena will be Lords of Dominion Go, the card game Moon Adventure X. We are very proud to announce a brand new G-Sport, Blitz Badman. Blitz Badman is played underwater with two teams scoring points by punching a ball back and forth over a net. Don't worry about the water part. Winning teams get extra oxygen while losing teams get murdered. So come on down to the new G-Sports Monster Arena at the Manderville Gold Saucer. The Monster Arena. Our jaws that bite, our claws that catch. Live from Aorzea. Limit. Break. Behold the horror you have wrought. Carlo. I said don't take your clothes off. Juxtaposition. I don't get it. And Mika. Oh my god. LimitBreakRadio.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Episode 156. Want to thank everyone for joining us. Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. LimitBreakRadio.com to subscribe to the podcast. We are, of course, broadcasting live from Aorzia. You can join us on the Sergeant Tana server Goblet. The Fifth Ward plot number 30. Now, before we have to over-explain... Just so you guys know, there's an ice storm in, like, a third of the country right now, so... Oh, come on, you're you're fucking lying. It's April right now. How could there possibly be an ice storm? There absolutely is an ice... I mean, it's just the truth. There is an ice storm. Uh, <laughs> global warming is a thing. Sorry. We call it climate change now. Excuse oh, sorry. Me. If climate change was a real thing, maybe you'd have like an actual point, but it's clearly fake news. So uh, joining me today over Zoom, we've got, of course, Kahlo, Juxta, and Nika. 
Yeah. All right. So uh, it's it's going to be a little bit of a different episode today. We're still taking your calls. Uh, I believe we still got a kooky, right? We're I'm yes, not we have kook. okay. We good. Have oh, thank <laughs> God. Oh, thank God. I was going to say because like if I had to run all of this shit alone, this was going to be uh, a bit of a shit show. But Kooky's standing by to take your calls. We'd uh, love to hear from you. Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five limitbreakradio.com slash discord if you want to call into the show we're going to be talking about live letter what what the following podcast will contain more substance than any live letter will ever give you which is more than uranal leakage has listener discretion is advised that's fair uh nick is in my chair uh no you weren't here and also why am i sitting in the chair like i'm sitting on the ground i'm that really is, that is literally my chair nika i have sat there for 150 yeah, but you weren't here and it will look, look weird to not have people in the middle of the table okay so. i'm here now so move no fine you can have my butt in your face and i like that <laughs> fine today's there. episode brought to you by tylenol <laughs> Tylenol Juxt is number one pain reliever for Pretty carrying sorry. the show hash praise Juxt. <laughs> Nika likes uh, Alvon ass in her face, so... Uh, well, we we appreciate uh, the the donations there, but uh, unfortunately, I don't have the donation window up. Ooh, so I need to turn it on too. Then womp, womp. He even reminded me to put it. Up. I know. I was actually like doing that to like remind everybody, but I specifically directed it at Kahlo because I figured he would be the one to mess it up. Well, no. But see, here's I, I apologize. Here's I the apologize. cool thing. Here's the cool thing is that uh, the wrong account is logged on over here. So uh, <laughs> that's weird. I, yeah. So. I had the window open just for a completely different Twitch account. So that's cool. Appreciate oh. that. Way to go, guys. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, thanks for joining us. We appreciate uh, having you along. Uh, arguments about chairs and seating arrangement aside. I don't know why that matters, uh, but uh, we appreciate having you along. We want to hear from you. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord is how you get a hold of us. Uh, we're going to be talking all about the producer live letter that just went down uh, yesterday. And uh, I got to say, I'm I'm kind of pleasantly surprised by how much we can expect coming in this next couple of patches. Like, yes, but don't worry because there's also some, so, some stuff we have some skepticism about. Oh, do we now? Yeah. Oh, oh there's definitely a few things that we can tear uh, Square Enix a new one. Be LVR without skepticism. Yeah. I don't know. I'm skeptical about the skepticism. This episode also brought to you by Mrs. Freshly's. Our honey buns can help with that anal leakage. What? How? Are you just like like sticking them up there, or I mean, they, uh, Mrs. Freshies actually has uh, healing, nurturing uh, components uh, inside the ingredient list. Uh, but but is is that what you do? Do you do you stuff it up your butt to 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 fix it? Do you normally do that with food? No, but if this has healing ingredient, like, like how does it stop anal leakage? Just by eating it? It's it's all natural. That doesn't answer my question. Natural ingredients prevents anal leakage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Are we good now? Do we figure all of that out? I hope so. 
Yes. All right. Well, proceed to continue donating because now the <laughs> alert box is up. Now that the three donations that we're going to get the entire show have gone over, and I'm going to have to add them in post, which I'm not doing, by the way. There's just going to be large tracks of silence, I hope you know. Nice. So we can just add that to the list of large tracks of silence in this episode <laughs> the same thing i'm like we all got silent are you are you guys do you, is this your first time doing this show did ju- juxta, juxta did you come on limit uh, on on checkpoint this week only to forget how we do limit break radio what the fuck is going on no, I used all I used all of my good radio points on checkpoints, so now I'm, I'm tapped out. I only have a week. Where, where, where? There's ice, man. Is it time for the news? No, it's not time oh, for the news. Wait, Jackson, where, not- where, where? I don't want to die because ice is on the road. Where, where, where? I can't actually be here to show up to make a good show, so I'm not even going to bother trying because I didn't have to get out of bed today. Right, That's, to be you. That's you. That's you. He doesn't make good shows. No, anyway. that's all he of says, you. He says that he that he used up all his good ideas on checkpoint, as if he no, brings no, my good ideas. Yeah, I good bed. idea. I, was, I went adventuring for Mareeps. I've been out of bed. I've been all around. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad you're playing Pokemon Go instead of working on LBR stuff, Nika. Yep, I went and got ice cream too. Anyway. Ice cream in this ice storm that we have where we're all frozen down. In this ice storm where it's like 70 degrees and raining. Shut up. Actually, it's yeah. more like 60 degrees. It's been raining now. Shut yesterday up, yesterday Nico. was like 90, though. It was stupid. I'm glad it was raining on your stupid Marines that are yeah, all stupid straight. and ugly because they're pink. You're stupid. Actually, they, it's way cuter, though, at least that it stays pink on like fucking Dragonite, which turns booger green when you evolve it. Good. So the color of your face because you're a booger. What? I'm That's super rude. sad that we can't mute Nika without muting all of us. Uh, I mean, I'm you not. Mean sad that we I, can't mute I'm not. But then you'd have to, you are, because then you have to do a show all by yourself. I, at this point, I think maybe that might be preferable. What do you mean at this point? We're like less than five I minutes in. If there's news this week. Podcast over if not. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Nero, I seem to be getting some kind of echo on the donations. Uh, I'm literally going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Maybe you should kind I'm, of audio that away. I'm going to fucking kill you. Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Okay, so uh, as long as we're talking about money and donations, uh, patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio is how you support this show. God knows why you would do that at this point. But uh, here's the thing is that uh, we've got uh, Fan Fest coming up. Uh, we're starting to, you know, prep our uh, our plans for you know uh, our our fan fest after party which is at this point become a staple of uh ff14 fan fest um so uh we we definitely you know won't i don't hear an echo thank you (laughs) appreciate addressing the echo uh so anyway uh but uh you know this is this is a community-wide effort uh amongst our listeners uh to uh you know support the product and uh help it grow and uh i know that we've gotten a lot of questions about well when is the let's be real podcast going to start um you know we've definitely got some work to do uh in that department uh before we're able to relaunch the let's be real podcast we've set a goal for ourselves on the patreon of thirteen hundred dollars which was the original goal to launch 
uh, final encounter cast to begin with. Right. Uh, no, uh, yeah, month, was 2000 month, weekly, right? Yeah, 2000 to get it back weekly. Uh, we'll debut the first episode once we get to 1300. And then if you want it to see that show produced weekly, uh, we're going to have to get that back above 2000. Currently, we're sitting at 133 patrons uh, at a total of $1,211. And we thank you so much for your existing support uh, because this is really helped the entire project grow checkpoint radio has has kind of grown out of our efforts here of limit break radio um uh, you know pretty much the only way that we've been able to fund ourselves and to to keep the project going is by your support over at patreon.com slash limit break radio you know a project like checkpoint radio takes time to grow and it's a much harder uh you know it's a much it's a much larger hill to to climb to get advertisers involved with something like that because esports isn't usually represented on the radio and the radio usually isn't talking about video games so the people who would be interested in a show like this are they kind of got to be coaxed along and that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort and we're starting to get there with checkpoint but we're not there yet and so your support over at patreon.com slash limit break radio helps all of those projects to grow it helps the let's be real podcast get to a point this is important but not the news I want my bits back. Fuck you. You don't get your bits back. Um, but, uh, but it, you know, if you want to see uh, the Let's Be Real podcast made into a, uh, you know, an actual show, give you an idea of what to expect. Is there going to be a good fan fist? I think we need to start watching the sky in Arizona starting in. 4.3 is how that should have ended. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I don't I don't know what to expect this year's fan fest, but that can be a, a point of discussion a little bit later on. What does Square Enix need to do for Final Fantasy 14? What do they need to come out and announce at the next fan fest in order to keep you as a customer? We can talk about that here today, maybe next week. But those are the kinds of discussions that we have here on Limit Break Radio. Fan fest a perhaps a callow cuddle sesh part two <laughs> uh, you come on out Aridon. we'll make that happen um but Although this time we'll charge for pictures that's that's weird that it's weird when you say it like that why Be- yeah why that's well, a financial opportunity no, no i get it i don't think i was seductive enough except this time we'll charge for pictures okay See, now no. i just threw up in my mouth <laughs> I, just, I mean, if, if I go to a convention and I pay for celebrities' pictures, we can charge, right? Yeah, but why would we See? do that? We're not. <laughs> listen, uh, fine, fine. Easily, we're as big a celebrities as Mr. Belding, right? Like, fine, I'll accept that. Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell, right? But he and he was charging like forty bucks for an autograph. Wow. I wouldn't do it, but do you, who's paying $40 to get Mr. I, Belding's autograph? I was going to say, that, that's a lot for Mr. Belding. I, I, would, I would maybe the, charge like a drink. Like, if you buy me a drink, you can come in and take pictures of me cuddling with people. Apparently, apparently, apparently he doesn't drink anymore, but because uh, I tried to buy him a drink because I felt really, really bad for him, but I stayed in the room next to him when I went to Alamo City Comic Con. He oh, really? definitely heard me have sex. Definitely. <laughs> There's no way he didn't hear me have sex. <laughs> 
Because he gave me a look the next morning like, yeah, that's what's up. And I'm like, that's weird, <laughs> Mr. Belding. That's very weird. But okay. Anyway, um, your support at patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio helps us do really cool stuff like throw uh, a fan fest after party, uh, like, you know, continue to uh, grow the brand and continue to bring you a weekly podcast. And I just heard through the grapevine that there was another Final Fantasy 14 podcast that just had to put themselves on hiatus status. Oh, Not going to name any names, but oh, it's okay. Listen, it's okay. All of you listeners to that other hiatus podcast, you can come over here to Limit Break Radio and get your weekly fill of Final Fantasy 14 talk. For um, about two more weeks. <laughs> How about a general gaming show to boost their Patreon? Hashtag praise juxta. That's what let's that's, be that's a great idea. That's what a juxta. fantastic. Shut up. <laughs> what a great idea. That's what let's be real is. That's what the let's be real podcast is. So anyway, patreon.com slash limit break radio. That's uh, that's how that gets done. All right. Uh, let's check out what's going on in the news. This is a limit breaking news update. I'm not sure where I'm supposed to come in at this because I can't hear it. But for and all of those people, God there, damn it. And Yero is going to be drunk again. <laughs> Nika oh, headcanon. For, for all of those of you. <laughs> 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 like, wow. Amira. Nero, come your ball set because I'm the prowl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I come, guys. For for all Watch those out. you that were uh, uh, clamoring for and paying for the news, th- there is none today. Yeah, so we there's can there's talk about the live letter. Oh, okay, so I can just turn off the music. There we go. Yeah, just turn off the music. Happens, Music's okay. done. Okay, but that's our main discussion, Nika. So we don't put it in the news. Well, you could Jesus. say that news is our discussion, and then it at least it justifies the Are you music. guys selling Juxta's sweat this year? <laughs> what the fuck? What? What? I mean, is there a market for that? What? I mean, yeah, I've got plenty of it. I mean, there we a are... point in time where you guys were like trying to sell my tears too. I think that was the thing, wasn't it? Yes, let's do that. that. <laughs> yes, let's sell plenty of small vials of clear liquid that we don't have to verify what it actually is. We can label it a whole bunch of stuff. Nika's tears, Juxta sweat, a Nero salt. <laughs> Kylo's semen. Uh, thank you, All Mango. Bodily fluid. Thank you, Mango Ferreria, for uh, contributing to the Patreon. We appreciate it. Um, but yes, our main subject of discussion is the producer live letter. Um, there's a lot to talk about because, I, I mean, I don't know. Did you guys expect as much as they talked about like i think i was expecting to get a dungeon preview and maybe a little bit of like a hint of where the msq is going next and probably they talk a little bit about the next eureka too yeah i i was not expecting the eureka i would have thought that that would have come in the uh uh, patch 4.3 preview part two yeah see considering that it's two parts that's what surprised me i I mean the fact that they just told us what it was i guess i'm not surprised about that um i think what i'm waiting for now is if part two is just eureka then it all sort of fits in and makes sense right but if they expand upon even more stuff in part two yeah this this patch is actually looking bigger than what we're used to getting 
Bigger it, than anything in Stormblood at the very least. It feels bigger. I mean, it feels substantially bigger because, mm-hmm. you know, not only do we get a preview of the Evil East raid, uh, we've also got Beast Tribe quests coming. Um, I, I mean, you know, new MSQ, obviously, um, focusing on the Doma side. But we're also getting, uh, you know, an expansion, a next the next installment of Eureka. And officially, we have heard now the next Deep Dungeon Heaven on High. We'll talk about all of that uh, coming up today here on uh, Limit Break Radio. But before we start, let's go to our phone lines. And uh, I I think so. I'm not sure if they're if they're ready yet or not. Uh, I'm I'm still I'm still getting kind of used to running all of the phone lines. So uh, hopefully uh, we've got Hazel Sky of Coral on the line. Hazel, how you doing? Come I'm doing well. How about you? you? Boy, butter only dollar. Butter your bread with a slice of the good stuff. Oh my god. Boy, Our Boy, audience is so dollar. gross. <laughs> it's just <laughs> frumpy. It's all frumpy raccoon. I know. He's praised to be to Juxta. Anyway, Hazel, thanks for uh, giving us a call here on Limit Break Radio. What's going on? Hey, so um, stayed up for the live letter and. Uh, Guess I guess we found out something a little bit interesting. You hear about what they're doing with the raid, like how they're going to change the loot system on that? No, oh, go- 24 man. 24 man raids, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So basically the idea is that okay, so you don't you know they're going to take need out of the equation completely. Everyone who goes in, you know, you're going to get maybe like, you know, two items out of your chest and everyone can greed on anything. There's no need roll. So, let's say that you're a tank and you go in specifically because you want tank gear. You're still going to be competing with everyone else in your party for that tank gear. Even if you went and went in as a tank. This is some bullshit. <laughs> I don't okay, I, 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 at the same time, like you still have the weekly loot lockout. So how often are people gonna actually gonna roll against you for that's tank? true. That's true. Dude, I feel but, like this doesn't this doesn't really impact you until you know uh they lift that weekly loot I restriction. Mean, no, no, no. Here's what's gonna of, happen. No, it sort of does because like right now, if you go in as tank, you're the only tank in your group, you're guaranteed to get the things that drop. Now, if people want tank gear, they can go in on their better geared samurai and still roll on tank gear rather than having to go on tank and then getting tank i feel like the only i feel like the only problem that uh, tanks are really going to be the only one who are like that's bullshit yeah in 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 a consistent manner i think tanks will consistently get screwed over now if you're another job no it's not getting consistently screwed over it's now you just have potentially more competition in loot like or or for roles like that's just i don't know like what i mean is is tanks will probably run into that more often than like a ninja or a bard will yeah yeah no i agree i remember remember before thinking like oh i'm the only like samurai or monk which means like i'm definitely gonna get any striking gear that drops and now anyone can roll on it and it's a little scary i don't know who's okay, I, so I, yeah now it's fair because the healers always had that problem so go fuck your guys self <laughs> yeah you know your loot privilege actually suddenly i'm as i'm thinking about it you're right tanks never had to worry about exactly. competition for, the except for like the very first crystal towers now they do and and isn't the the raids is the one uh uh um 
sort of duty finder thing to where you're actually better off going in as a DPS if you have it because you get in quicker, right? Well, but I mean, right. think think about it though. Like if you if you follow the the eye level progression of the last couple of patches, this set of uh, this eye level set of gear is probably going to be instantly outclassed by whatever gets put into the next phase of Eureka. So I feel like. You know, if you've got the choice between both of those that, you know, this I don't think it's going to be that big of a problem. Unless you're a tank. I do. (laughs) Okay, okay, Hazel. Okay, Hazel. What job are you? I main on Red Mage. Okay. So why do you think this is going to be a huge problem? You, you already so, had like Black say, Rage and Samurai competing against you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, yes, yeah. So, so check this out. Not only do I have, that means I have other mages. I used to just have like other summoners and other black mages competing against me. So if I joined in and I saw that there was another black mage, I might be able to look and see, oh, has he already gotten some of this gear? Oh, yeah, he already has the gloves. I'm looking for the gloves. So I know that, hey, going into this, there's a good chance that if the gloves drop, I'm going to be the one who's going to be able to need on them because he's not going to grab them. Now, now let's say that I've got a friend who's a black mage and he decides, hey, you know what? I don't want to wait for the black mage cues or I don't want to wait for the white mage cues. I'm going to roll on tank and he jumps in his tank. He can still loot on the same stuff that I need because if, if his main is black mage, he can still loot on it even though he's on tank. Like basically this makes it so that if your main is not very popular as a uh, if it takes a long time for you to queue on one of these raids and you decide okay i want to go as something that's going to queue faster but still you still get to loot on the stuff that you um on the stuff for your main yeah so look at it from the other side though imagine if the job your main that you that you're supposed to queue on to get your your loot takes an hour to get in then you get in and nothing drops that sucks too Sure. It, look, look. If I went in as a ninja, because this this last raid tier, I didn't see a lot of ninja stuff drop. So had it dropped one time and somebody else got it, would that suck for me? Yeah, sure. It probably would. But overall, this is actually a lot more fair. And if you can go in on a quicker job to do more runs and potentially get something, but cares. Kelly, answer this though. Then, but why did they decide that the fix for this was to? get rid of need and make greed only instead of just implementing a token system for 24 bands. Like that would have made it so much more. Nah, no, 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 because with the token system, you go in literally, let's, let's say you just have one job. You go in five weeks in a row, have all the gear you want. You stop doing it. Period. I, I like, yeah. I like what Ish says in the chat room. Just keep running the dungeons till you get the drop. Filthy casuals want day one drops. <laughs> I agree, no, Ish. I agree. Just you hand think, it to you me, think man. They're doing this to keep people doing it longer now. That's what no. that is. Yes, it's it. It promotes the grind. The only benefit of this move is that it means that people will be forced to run the content more often every week, which means that there will be more total people running the content even up to the last day of the weekly cycle. So on. Oh, Monday yeah, that night, sounds terrible. I, hate when I log in on the last day and nobody wants to do anything or I just stay in Eureka and get better gear anyway. And like, no, that's that's the good. That's the only good that comes out of this. The bad that comes out of this is that it makes it more grindy for everybody in total. Which, if you really again, want the gear, and at that point, it's really just for glams, right? Like, who really cares? I know, but it just it, it just screams to me of this. Like, I know 14 is a business venture. I know it's a product that, that has to be sold. 
But like previously, at least it kind of felt like, you know, we, the players are kind of being treated to something that was like, you know, developed with love and care and respect. And now it really just feels like, you know, the Halcyon days but are this, gone and hang on, but, is just going to milk us now. But this does feel like it actually does address somewhat of a game design yeah. problem where people go through. They get either the one, two, three or four or five pieces that they want and then they check out. If you're making people have to queue more often, it should mean that the queue time for everyone in theory should be less oppressive. So, you know, like in in that. That way, I actually do think that this isn't the worst thing. And the surefire way that this will never affect you is to never have shitty rolls. If it, if you if you have a shitty roll, it's because you're a shitty person and you're bad at the game and you should just quit. I've always thought that was one of the the the, the marvels of Square Enix was how they were able to actually attach the role to how good of a person you are. Exactly. <laughs> it's 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 an incredible morality system that Square Enix <laughs> has developed here. Yeah. So, but, but the problem is like RNG being being the bitch it is. You could actually go. There's more opportunities now for you to go the entire week having run three times a day. And never still still never getting the stuff you need, having it drop like Monday night at like frickin midnight and some paladin rolls on it. And you were on DPS being like, great, I needed that. That was and, what I and needed. That's and that's fair because a lot, a lot of times, too, on my very like when it gets that close to the end of the week and I don't have my gear yet, I just roll on anything to get a piece of gear. So at that point, there is going to be people just rolling green on anything so that they get something. And then the piece you really want drops. And you can't need over them. Well, that's, be, be a good really? player and don't have bad, bad uh, roles. <laughs> it's really hard for me to take, like, like, like to feel for either of you when your argument comes down to, I needed that. Like, yeah, you're, you're I so mean, selfish about Jesus. Like it's, it really is. It, it, it's sort of like, oh well, I don't want to waste my time queuing more. And I, I guess I understand. I don't want to play the game. No, I'm talking about when it gets to the right before the reset and people are just rolling on anything, and like you end up not being able to get the piece. You're just right. But on. the easy handouts have been part of the problem of the game overall. This is greater loot competition across the board. I, I actually think that that's probably a good thing. You know what? We can just do what Frumpy Raccoon says, and maybe they should just put all the stuff in the cash shop. How about that, Hazel? Would that make you feel better? <laughs> maybe then you wouldn't feel like they were squeezing so much out of you. Uh, Hazel, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, no worries. Thanks. Have a good one. Yeah, take it easy. Uh, give Sounds us a like Hazel doesn't have very good rolls. <laughs> Hazel's a bad person. Give us a call. <laughs> Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Uh, we want to hear from you about your reactions to uh, the live letter that went down this weekend. All right, let's actually talk about the live letter. Mm-hmm. So uh, just so you know, in here, I did put links to all the different pictures that, uh, that they had for each motherfucker. I'm still God waiting in queue for Chimera for two weeks. I want my relic. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? Especially because you could just... Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. oh my God. Uh, the other thing I'd like to say to Square Enix is putting all of your like recaps and notes on Twitter instead of in an, an official forum post was the stupidest thing you've ever done. I fucking hate that now, but whatever. Uh, so patch, patch 4.3 is called Under the Moonlight. It's uh, scheduled for release in late May. Uh, estimates seem to be for like May 22nd. Um, and as far as solo content, go- Jesus, I motherfuckers! I pay real money for some juxtaposition discharge. 
Opening bid five dollars. Oh my god! Dude. All oh, right, five dollars. Do we hear? Oh, do we hear ten? Oh, oh, that we made we me actually, fucking gag. Gross! I just like show garbage. I didn't know it was worth five bucks. <laughs> oh. uh, MSQ, yes, as, as Nero mentioned earlier, is going to center more on the Doma side of things. Which, uh, oh, good. That's what we oh. want. Doma is so boring. Okay, but to be fair, what's left in Alamigo? I mean, what's left in no, either side? Of no, it? no, no, no. But let's be real, though. Like we liberated Alamigo in like five minutes, and then you think all of a sudden it's just going to be this perfect country? Like, there's definitely other shit going down over there. It makes zero sense for us to ignore it. Okay, well, guess what? It has yet to interest me. So if they if they suddenly come up with something cool and interesting, great, awesome, that'll be cool. Uh, oh, actually, so something I wanted to ask on the on the picture, we see um, uh, King Guy, whatever his name is. He and uh, uh, yes, we see he and we see King Yugiri. Guy. we see Yugiri. Who's the other dude on like the far the white guy? Right? Yeah, is that somebody we know? Uh, He's from the last patch. He's the bad guy. See, I don't even yeah. remember him. He's he's um 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 yeah. What's your face? Bitch face's little brother. I am caught up on the MSQ, and I don't remember that dude at all. You are you are what? not caught up because he was basically the most important character. Oh, oh okay. he's, he's bitch okay. face's little brother. Main scenario quest completed. To be continued. You can just say that. There's no proof. Okay. Okay. And then also, uh, there's quests including the Four Lords, but we are not getting a Four Lords uh, battleground this time or a trial this time. What, Apparently, what the, the trial the trial we're getting this time is secret. We've been told there's going to be a normal and an extreme mode, but it's not tied to the Four Lords. Now we are getting a Hildebrand quest. Do you think that the new trial could be a no. Hildebrand? You know, as much as we can sit here and wish for it, they ain't going to do that. I hope not. so. They don't even know what to do with Hildebrand, even in, like within the quest line. You think they have enough foresight to actually make a trial for that shit? All they have to do is go here. back to the way they were doing it in 2.0. How is that hard? Clearly it is, because they haven't been doing that for two expansions now. Well, there's a lot of stuff they haven't been doing for two expansions. They've started to do now. I mean, Eureka is showing actual progress in the way they develop stuff. You don't think that maybe we could hope that, that whatever they're doing there spreads to other parts of the game? It just wouldn't make any sense. Like, why would they just now start doing trials or hard or normal and extreme modes of trials of the side quests of the oh, Hildebrand side? Well, the extreme part makes sense because we've never gotten an extreme Hildebrand. I mean, it might just be something as part of the, the MSQ. That's probably the best. Well, how? I, I mean, my question is, though, how are they going to do the rest of the Lord's fights if i mean, like I mean two we're more plus the big guy right yeah i, I mean yeah if you want to do kieran in there too well they'll probably they'll still do them as trials i just don't think we're getting one now because because it isn't the way that we parsed out last time is uh if we get one every other patch now it'll end kieran is already five right the little pony that you ride that on. is true yeah i wonder how they'll we, we can't i don't think we get kieran i think the evil the big evil guys are quote kieran yeah, it's not going to be Kieran. It's going to be something else. No, that's a little disappointing. Yeah. And Gisela says maybe they will put just put the lords in dungeons. Oh. No. I mean, Gen- Genbu was a, <laughs> Genbu was a dungeon boss, but it kind of made sense for the Is story. They, could they double up the next two like that? Like where and one, make one is- of them a dungeon boss and the next one a trial? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no. I don't know how I'd feel about that. 
but that would suck. I mean, I sort of thought that the actually the normal boss sucked. Anthropomorphic Tiger Man was a little silly itself. That, so well, I don't, actually, I don't you know, know what? that I need if, to go that far. The fight if they dedicated an entire dungeon to to uh to the lords now not from a content perspective because then it would just be a dungeon that you repeat like everything else that would kind of suck but the idea that an entire dungeon was centered around them instead of just a circle room that part's kind of cool as long as the dungeon fit to the lore like i would like you know how the some of the dungeons yeah, have well, lore within them as long that, as if this was a dungeon specifically pertaining to the lore story and something like tenzin had been there and had done this that would be cool yes that, that i think that would be the one draw to it but then the downside which i think is actually probably bigger than than the pro is the fact that then it's just a dungeon and after you do it once why the fuck would you go back i'm well other than to grind it every week well, yeah, every yeah. Game, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's that's the thing is that, well, yeah, we got to get used to grinding it. So mm-hmm. it's that, too. Um, some of the other things alongside the main scenario quests, um, they are going to be introducing the debut of the Namazu Beast Tribe quest. Now, why don't I recognize that? Namazu with little catfish things. Oh, okay, okay. Because weren't we in one of our previous shows? We were thinking that the next Beast Tribe might be the uh, the Anada that are uh, uh, in over near Alamigo, right? What we already have. We the already Anata. have the Anata. Where oh, have you this? been? Not doing the Anata. Jesus, clearly. The Anata. Oh my god! All right. So the last ones that were introduced were Anata, and they're basically the same as the Turtle guys. The next ones are going to be Namazu, which we also predicted, which be the crafting quests, and they right. are. So okay, and we it's were the right. Construction of the around. Domen Enclave, which is the the place where the place uh, where you can find Hien and Yuguri ch- chilling, where he gave his big rousing speech to like yes. And now there's an Aether eight to teleport there, which there wasn't before. Oh, good. Oh, good. So we can go and watch it get constructed because that makes a whole lot of fucking sense, Square Enix. I mean, yeah, I kind of like how like Mordona would get bigger, and even like the little area where the Anon to be Stripe quests are has kind of changed a little bit. But like this area is so far out of the way, unless they put something there for us to do. Like seeing it build up is kind of not they, as exciting I, as I it mean, should be. I, I think I, I have a feeling that every MSQ patch we're going to get directed back there for some reason to see how it's getting built up. But mm. I do agree that that's a really bad way of doing it. And I think, you know, you want you want to direct players to a kind of central player populated zone we've got two of them kugane and ralgar's reach and neither one of them seem to be very dynamic and and, and ralgar's that, reach was was you know is the similar to the mordona or the idleshire right. of this patch and it, it and we've talked about before how it doesn't really make sense for them to build up ralgar's reach it already is what it needs to it be. is built up yeah. so it is kind of interesting that they chose ralgar's reach as you know the tome location and the place where we basically idle and instead and then building up the dome and enclave which before the last patch, we you know I only went there once, and I was like, "Oh, hey, there's a uh, uh, boat. I can oh, hold on. Go so here. You guys think that the Dome and Enclave is going to be the equivalent to what uh, uh, Mordona no. and and Idleshire was? No, I think no, no, no. Only, that's Ral- only in the way that it's going to be built up and yes. changed, right, right. which is patches. silly because already Ralgar's Reach is that equivalent in terms of right, like yes. where we buy all the tomes and oh, we do exactly. all of that stuff. So they, it, it they seems shouldn't have silly separated the two to things, separate yeah. them, right? Because the Dome and Enclave is so far out of the way you have to specifically like now that we have an etherite i guess we can go there easier now but you had to like click on the boat go there and there's nothing to do there yeah, well, yeah there's a level the 70 quest for story quest. that you do there that you get nothing from and the main story quest kind of once in a while directs us there but it doesn't it's not a place that 
has foot traffic. Like it's yeah, not I mean, a place I, that I, I, it's I mean, literally the same thing as what the Mog quests were when you were building up that stupid place next to the dragon altar. That but at least, but at least that was to go there either. But at least that was in an open zone, so you'd fly by it if you were doing a hunt. Okay, you'd go fair. by like that was still in an open space. This is like a separate zone completely, and it feels really weird that this is the area they're choosing to build up, unless something is going to happen there. I don't know that I'd hold my breath for that. Uh. Um, the other cool thing that uh, I don't think that they talk too much about, they just probably they, they, they just showed this little preview, but uh, we do know what the next installment of the return to evil East is going to be. And that was something that you didn't mention uh, earlier Nero, and this whole big giant thing that we're getting on top of deep dungeon MSQ and all this new stuff. We're also getting the next uh, return to evil East, And it is the Rito Rana lighthouse now does it does anyone know what connection this has to 11 or sorry 14? Or to, to, no to 12. either or to, to 12 or tactics 12 dummy story let's see what the final fantasy wiki says what does uh say? apparently that this is part of pharos which isn't isn't that the, the last place you go to that has like all the all the floors and stuff wasn't this place with the sun cyst? It says the Pharos of Rita Rana as a location in the land of Ivalice. Uh It's an optional dungeon hidden underneath. Uh, blah, 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 blah. In tactics? Is it in 12? 12. In 12? Okay. Yeah. I don't ever remember going here. It's been a long time since I played 12. Is there like, right, a, right. Is there like a one of the big strong hunt bosses down there or... Uh, Famfrit is in there, so it's one of the espers. Hoshmal is there. Tons of bosses. So this is uh, this looks like a, a, a in like a in boss 12. tower. Yeah, it's like one of the secret end gamey sort of boss towers. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's there too. So it's hmm. interesting. End game area. Yeah. So I, I wonder what type of purpose it's going to serve for for the story that that we're going yeah, through. So I mean, because what do we have so far? We know that Ivalice has been overrun, but it is also under Garlean mm-hmm. control, but they don't really give two shits about it because there's not much going on over there. So I wonder, there's a lot of evil monsters protecting evil things. Well, because remember the whole reason that, that we went to where we did in the first one was to save uh, uh, the two kids' father or whatever. Like he had gone and disappeared, right? Yes. I believe. Yeah. So yeah, I, I honestly, I feel like we're going into this story wise. We're kind of going in, in blind unless he's just like, uh, Oh, there's some magic shit. There some history stuff there that I want to investigate or something. I don't know. I, I, I mean, honestly, I was never really that clear about the, the narrative getting us into the first <laughs> evil East raid fair. It wasn't oh, that great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really it wasn't like, it's yeah. really forgettable. So, I mean, raid itself was good though. I, but that's part of the problems. That's part of the problem with these alliance raids is that there's so much time in between them. You're like, oh right, that was happening the last. This time. is more interesting than the last ones, though, with like that group of sky pirates that was I, yes, supposed to be cool and then weren't cool I, in the end. I do agree with that because that there was more boobs in, though. Yeah, there was a lot of boobs there. I like the boobs, but this is nostalgia. Uh, nostalgia for a thing that i never did in a game that i didn't really like that much <laughs> but i mean sure. but a lot of people but regardless of your feelings on that for some reason like ivalice as a world between vagrant story tactics and 12 for some reason ivalice has this like near and dear place in a lot of 
like square fans' hearts. It and does. I, it it does. It I know a lot of people are like, oh, does? you release. It yeah, does. you also know a lot of people really are looking does. forward to FF15. This is the problem. <laughs> there was a certain sense of uh, curiosity, wondering how. 12 how Ivelisse was going to fit into Eorzea because remember uh, um, Yoshi P had, had made a lot of weird comments on uh, like, like lore wise and canon wise right so being able to see exactly how it fits in I think that was one of the biggest draws at least for me personally going into it and then you know obviously the raid itself uh, mechanically was great but the narrative by the time he got through he didn't really care a whole lot about it so now going into this besides you know wondering how cool the mechanics are going to be or, or how cool and challenging the fights are going to be. I don't know that I really give a shit about Ivelisse. Tactics plot confusing. 12 plot confusing. 14 raid plot confusing. <laughs> Good job, Squinix. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. Stormblood's raid plot isn't confusing at all. It's just tournament arc. He's talking about all the Ivelisse plots, though. Let's complain about it. I mean, it's kind of what we're doing. What was Vagrant Story's plot confusing? Did anyone play that? Oh, my God. I think I... I don't know. I don't know. When was the last time that I tried to play Vagrant Story? I think it was about five years ago, and I think it was it was uh, the same same reaction that I had to Dark Souls. I was going to say, the fact that you said when was the last time I tried to play it really tells us all that we need to know about it. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely going to be interested because the zone, the one thing about Rabinasty was that the zone design was really impressive. So It was. I'll, it was cool. I'll be interested to see what this is. This does kind of make me want to plug in my PS2 load up my old copy of 12 and see if I can go to that tower and see what's and there. Yeah. Kind of compare it. Yeah. Cause I mean that they do, they do a very loyal job of, of recreating stuff from old games. I, I don't know if that's the creative bankruptcy or if that's just, you know, them trying well, to be I mean, as loyal as possible. I don't think so possible. simply because they brought in all of the creative designers from the Evil East stories to actually create, like they brought in the Tactics Ogre guy, right? And some people from Evil East to be able to create the cool areas. And so I, I have a feeling this one's going to be cool also. And I don't believe it's creative bankruptcy simply because they have the, the guest people in for whatever purpose they have. But I mean, I, we kind of know what it's going to end up being. It's it's a location from Evil East with a whole bunch of bosses that reference either Tactics or 12. Uh, this is what it is. It's, I mean, anyone who's expecting much more than that. Also, Elma's going to get kidnapped at the end of the raid, and we're going to have to plan our attack before we go and rescue her. Who? Elma! <laughs> Who? The, the halfling! The, I don't think... <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking about. The Hobbit. I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Um, all right, so, so, so let's let's move on to what I think I'm actually most excited about, but also a little hesitant about. Uh, oh, the, the, the four man dungeon. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, I forgot about the four man dungeon. Uh, what, what's it called? Swallows Crest or something. The Swallow's Compass. That's the new dungeon we're getting. I'll swallow. Did we, did we I'll, get any information about it during the live letter or just that it exists? I don't even see a screenshot. Yeah, I, I didn't find a screenshot either. So I think that, that, that it was just, just that it's a thing. 
Probably going to be part of the MSQ. Very, very possible. Yeah, it exists. But no, no, no. The big thing that everyone's talking about. How did no one make a sexual joke on the Swallow's Compass? Really? I was waiting for the, believe me, I know all about Swallowing Drop, but... I do, I don't know your crazy drop system. You've got colors everywhere. It looked like <laughs> someone ate Skittles and threw them up on the screen. Okay, yeah. no, <laughs> I'm not I'm, even I'm not even fair. really trying. I'm 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 definitely trying to run phones, but I'm not trying to hit drops. To be fair, that that Skittle thing that probably did happen at one point or another. Well, I do like Skittles. Heaven on high, the next deep dungeon. And first of all, that's a dumb name. But it's definitely the the tower that goes to oh, heaven. Yeah. So that's yeah. why it's the thing that. that everybody called. Congratulations! I, I hope yep. you're all proud of yourself. For we're going up to the skies, to <sighs> the heavens, and we're gonna die and go to heaven. It's like the like other one was we die and go to hell because it was the deep dungeon. Now we're going up high to heaven. Stop. There, there was a there was a missed opportunity for not calling it steep dungeon. wow that was actually kind of funny okay so uh, a few things that they mentioned about it the second deep dungeon they said is in development uh it it will not be a sequel to palace of the dead it's literally a brand new system it's literally brand new literally brand new which means nothing the same right that's the part i know all about following i found it (laughs) it's in the bottom right corner i found it it's the pink one yeah it is. Now, yeah. that Jesus, did you even try? With did this you? next comment, Jesus I fucking hell. It's just as rainbow. so far, so you might be able to taste it for a lot cheaper than what it should go for. Go touch his dick! <laughs> Eat my dick. <laughs> Anyway, but, but how vague can you be? It's literally a brand new system with brand new stuff added. Oh, well, hold on. <laughs> also, keep in keep in mind the next part of the, the quote as well, which is we're planning to include new elements, of course, and also create one where there'll be a variety of objectives, places, and play styles. Some of the stuff that we asked for from the other deep dungeon. Yeah. But the fact that they're also potentially changing stuff up given Square Enix's history, I think also sort of does provide a little bit of room for them to fuck it up. Well, it? But, the, but the thing is, is that we, you know, uh, as a show, and I think as, as a certain portion of the community do push Square Enix to be more creative with what they, what they make. And yes. I think, I think it would have been massively disappointing for them to go, Oh, here's heaven on a high. It's the exact same thing as deep oh, dungeon with course. a different skin. Right, Cause that's exactly Exactly what they did with Aquapolis and yeah. whatever well, the next one, a lot like of stuff, the but annals of the whatever that we've been asking them to do is when you do get something right, improve on it. Well, right? and Don't I just think scrap everything and then try again. Well, and I think I think that they have maybe learned that lesson from Diadem to Eureka because they did take some of the lessons that they've learned, not just from Diadem and the failures of Diadem one and two, but they've also clearly taken what they've learned from hunts and and in some regards fates and took all of those mechanics mechanics and combined them okay i don't know i i I mean i'm more encouraged to see them saying yeah we've we it's a whole new thing it's not just deep dungeon 2 like it's a different thing i think that that is massively encouraging and i think we as a player community should welcome 
things like that. We should welcome their uh, creativity and their willingness to try new things because they've been very stagnant. And that's been the biggest problem that we've identified with the game for years, really. Well, on the optimistic side of me, too, when, when I hear that they that it's it's brand new just makes me think that, OK, they might take out like the the Pomanders. Right. I think you could still have a deep dungeon experience without having the Pomander system or even just giving a different type of reward structure. And since we have Eureka right now where we build up the weapons, we don't need a second deep dungeon where we're building up another weapon. Right. But I want lightsaber weapons. We've already got those. Not just that, not just that, but I think that the gap between a tome weapon and the weapon coming out of Eureka is not big enough to be able to serve a place to try to fit something like that in. And I and I really hope that for this heaven on high that they expand the loot outside of just one type of of gear or weapon they honestly they really need to so a a few of the other notes that they gave us is obviously all right it's gonna start with 100 floors now whereas floors one through 100 back in the original deep dungeon you know there were a lot of people that were doing those solo duo and the way that this deep dungeon the first deep dungeon ended up falling was it's literally just there as like an xp catch-up what they said about this is that starting at floor 31 and higher those are being designed as a high-end challenge for parties of four. Now that's, that's one super. That's, that's what I'm Very excited for. I've been yes. saying this forever, like hard. Now, the, really, what it comes down to though is the rewards, because technically yes. we have you know the deep dungeon 101 to 200, and they are fun challenges for a party of four. Let me tell you, like I got, I'm still at like 170. I haven't had time to go back and finish the last 30. Well, levels. then actually, well, you should be even more excited, Nika, because they specifically said that the this mid to hardcore four man content that'll be tied to it that they want this to sort of exhibit the same type of challenge that floors 180 to 200 did in the original deep dungeon. No, that's awesome. I just again. Yeah. Is it just going to be for like, oh, hey, I cleared it. Or, no, is, it something I, or is this something no. I'm going to want to run a couple times with a static group of people to progress through and get good gear? Or is it something I'm going to run once, get the achievement and say, yay. Like, that's okay. what okay. Okay. Well, well, run it once and get the achievement the first time, Nika. So Hang on. No, no, no. This is, this is super valid because I never really got very into Palace of the Dead because I was like, I don't want the weapon. Like, I just mm-hmm. was not motivated by what was coming out of it to, to, to be able to justify my continued, um, you know, my continued activity in it, right? So, if it's floors 31 and up, I really see sincerely hope that they give the same consideration to this loot pool that they did to Eureka. And I love the one of the things that I love about Eureka is that you're not just going in there to work on the weapon. You're going in there to work on the gear as well. And that the possibilities that present that are presented by continually upgrading and expanding gear is something exciting because that's something that is a little bit newer to Final Fantasy 14 and something that Square Enix could do something very creative with and i kind of hope that they go back to kind of the nizul isle way of distributing gear through uh heaven on high because that was to me a really a really uh motivating 
way to be able to do it. So 31 and up, you know, you clear 10 floors, uh, 20 floors or something like that, and you get a different gear slot piece of gear. I like that idea. I, I, I frankly think that that would keep people in to the system a lot longer than just working on one weapon. Well, not to mention, too, I think the and, and I understand why not just Square Enix, but a lot of games have gone away from this idea of just the randomized drops and, and, and gone more towards token systems or, or you know, like 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 the tombstones. But I think the problem that's starting to have on people is that there's no excitement to it. to to a certain extent when you know how many runs you have to do to get your next piece of gear and you know what your next piece of gear is you're just counting down the days to your next paycheck yeah really and there is still sure okay i got my piece of gear all right that's that's exciting but that will never compare to oh man i've gone you know six weeks now and oh my god i finally got my drop or even holy shit i got my drop on the first fucking try this is amazing right but i but i think that you know there is a, a square Enix doesn't necessarily want that to happen. Although, yeah. you know, uh, them taking the need out of out of the alliance raid, m- maybe they're they're a little bit more open to it. But I I do agree that that's not usually Square Enix's you know main mo. So you know, uh, it, it's it's hard to say. But I I'm encouraged by by what I'm seeing here. Um, and also there's a note using Magitech to do some sort of grand yes. summoning. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems kind of neat. I don't know what Pro- that is. It, we'll uh, probably it's anyone's play guess, into but. whatever this 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 four man content is but yeah there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of details about what exactly that is we're going to heaven so what could we summon that's grand in heaven (sighs) oppressor (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well see uh, all right, all right, this God, is obviously 100% just like, just like theory crafting type type crap right so uh, I can see it going one of two ways the, the first way is that that's how you do the boss floors. You get to a boss floor and you use magic to some type of grand summoning. Or as you're going up these floors, maybe there's something that you collect to power some type of magitech device, you know, whether you get to the end or throughout it to do a special summoning for like an extra boss or something that, that drops extra prizes. I, yeah, I, no, you can't get it every single time. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. why it's more of your grand summoning than just a summon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That mm-hmm. that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, another idea that they could do is uh, remember the the gear that used to come out of Diadem, the the, the randomized gear. Yes. Yep. Yeah. One of the things that they could do is they could use that as a ongoing or a lockbox type reward out of uh, Heaven on High to keep kind of people you know with a dabbling of like oh that's kind of cool like you know it, it was that was the entire focus really. For we're going into diadem and everyone was like yeah that's not really a great reason to go into diadem um but i think i think if you've got you know if you've got a weapon that could come out of there although i don't like the idea of of a weapon but like you know what i mean like if you've got one static reward that you're purposely working on building up and then the possibility of a fairly decent randomized stat reward that could be another way of of approaching it 
Well, not to mention, there's also another gap when it comes to your player base and and giving them gear that isn't quite filled right now. You know, we've, we've recognized that with the way that Eureka is designed, that you could do Eureka to, to catch up with your gear. Or if you're not really into that, you could still just do dungeons in your uh, Tomes of Mencia grind to get caught up to where you need to be. So, so it's, it's kind of offering two different types of play styles. But with dungeons that's that can still be very boring and monotonous and with eureka you still in some cases need quite a few people now obviously it's easy to get into a big group of the nm train right but if you're looking for more of a smaller intimate sort of setting that you can do with your friends that's a little bit more exciting than just grinding out dungeon runs if they did put in these randomized gear stats that you know aren't quite as good as eureka or necessarily the tome gear but it's still a way to help you gear out your other jobs. The idea of going in on the weekend and just grinding out a bunch of floors and hoping, you know, to get randomized uh, uh, loot that you can put on some of your other, uh, you know, um, subclasses or whatever. I think that that has a place in the game as well. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, there's a whole lot of different stuff that they could do to make it feel more worthwhile than original deep dungeon. That loot idea has a place in the game, but not if they're billing this as really hard content for four players. Well, that could also be a side part of it. They could still also have some type of... um There's going to have to be one big reward at the end of it, though. Oh, I hope there's more than just one. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's a lot of the issues with rating like as it is with eight people and how much you have to progress is scheduling so like that's the biggest reason why i'm like i don't want really really hard four-man content that's on the level of a raid and if Mm -hmm. they give us this they have to give us decent raid equivalent like some kind of reward that feels like it's worth raiding for how would you feel nika if they did actually put straight up same item level gear at the top of deep dungeon as raiding um, it would depend on how easy it was to get there. It would depend on if I could just grind it over and over versus the weekly lockout of the other one, because it would be cool if it was kind of like not a weekly lockout, but not an every day, like something every couple of days. So that way I could do my weekly loop, like go through and do the raid, do one through four or whatever, get all my weekly tomes and whatever gear drops from there. And then go into this four man content and do it like two or three times a week in the in between. So that way I'm still gearing out my gear maybe getting something that's bis or like somewhat close to it so then i i don't know i feel like if i can just grind deep dungeon in one day then it completely gets rid of the point of doing the raid yeah uh, or, uh, well or uh, it provides uh, an option for raid groups that like you maybe on different because some servers are still, I think, small and, and and maybe have trouble finding you know people to, to to fill in their roster but providing an option for people that while we don't have what we need to fully man the raid we can do this in the meantime yeah that yeah, I mean, that's true too and i feel like a lot of it right now too is like meeting dps checks like my group's currently now on 07 and we're pr- progressing slowly through that but i feel like i don't think that our gear is quite up to snuff yet to beat the final dps check anyway even if we mastered the mechanics and this is something we could do to kind of help gear us because you could only get one per week yeah but but if but if the big if the big reward at the end of it was uh and nika i think you had suggested this idea a raid equivalent strength ring to put in your second ring your second ring slot that gives a pretty significant incentive to go do that for 
you know, both kind of casuals and raiders alike. I mean, Lloyd had basically said in the chat, give us Raj's ring, which is sort of like that. I like the idea of it even possibly being scalable for the future, but even just a raid equivalent eye level ring, I think would be enough to get it done and keep people incentivized to, to keep doing it. I think so, too. But what's the 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 reason to keep on going back afterwards once you've gotten the ring? What's the reason to do anything after you've already gotten the well, reward in this game? There is none. Well, like, I would hope maybe that when you get to the top, all four people don't get it. There, so, there you go. Drop rate so either yeah. it's a low drop rate or there's only one and one person gets it. So that way, because I mean, if it's only four players, it's going to be a static. You're going to want to help each other. Yeah. So that way, especially if because I'm probably planning on doing this with four of the people in my in my raid static. So I assume that we would want to go back to then help the rest of our group gear up. So then when we go back into the eight man raid, we're stronger as a group. Makes See, a lot of sense. I'd be, I'd be into that. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, who knows if that's what they're going for with this. Square Enix, we solved your problem. There you go. You can have that. You can have that one for free. Like we do all the damn time. You let us make the game already. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, by the way, uh, as we've said before, literally all 149 of you can call in about any of these topics that you may have uh, comments or ideas on. Yeah, we got a couple of uh, folks waiting on the line. We'll get to you in just a second. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Uh, if you've never called a radio show before, this could be your first one. You could call us a radio show, kind of. Uh, oh, yeah, we're totally a radio show. We, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Now, the last floor being a Kugane jump puzzle where if you fall, you fail. (laughs) Get out with that. (laughs) I like it. Uh, Let's let's get into the thing, the part. I I think a lot of people were surprised to hear about Heaven on High. I was, I was surprised they talked about that. I, yeah. Didn't we predict last time this would be in like the last patch as a catch up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or whatever. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I, I'm actually, I was expecting to hear about it. Like I was like, if they, they're they insane if they don't actually talk about it on this live letter. So that wasn't as big of a surprise. But the fact that they're talking about the next phase of Eureka does surprise me. How come? Because we knew that we were going to get another one in three we're going to be getting five, one in, in, five, in sorry, the point four five. 4.3 what is it 4.35 we're going to get <laughs> one in every point zero five so it's gonna be 4.35 yes. 4.45 4.55 definitely so but why are you surprised to hear about it already the fact that they're talking about it in part one and not part two because i i would just uh, it just like think about this we've actually got a part two to this live letter there's more shit coming in this in this patch okay sure but they didn't actually really give us any more details on it than we've already gotten we knew there'd be new gameplay elements we knew that there'd be no they told us that there's snow we didn't know that okay but think about it this way we've (laughs) already deduced from the the mystic quest you know four fiends that there's four elements and it's getting and we've already gotten wind so it's going to be one of the other three okay now we know it's snow we Yay. assumed that nika how no, are we get any confirmation how are we going to be able to survive fire that seems very dangerous you're dangerous <laughs> the one thing though that that i am excited about because obviously we've talked about here and thrown this out a few times but they did mention that they're considering pop item or entry key nms 
similar to FF11 and uh, 1.0. 1.0 didn't have pop item items. They had overworld in them. Did they I, have entry keys, though? We had to, I think oh, they, they did. did for yeah. the primals. For sure. <laughs> Instead of just yeah. queuing up for Garuda, you, you had, had to, to farm, farm up. Yeah. You had to farm items and then go in when you got like five or ten. But I yeah. love this, though. <laughs> That's that, a great idea. We need something that makes yes. it so you can't just go into a duty by clicking a button. Yes. No. Or I, just show up. I, a I, barrier I, to entry is a good thing. I love this. They're, they're they're clearly interested in growing the system in complexity as they add areas. And this was the biggest concern to me when it came to Eureka was that the next area that we would get was going to be a carbon copy and we were just going to get more levels. But I think that this is a clear indication that Square Enix is looking to make the system system more complex that's something that i'm very excited about well i think what maybe maybe they finally actually heard the 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 subset of the player base that doesn't like the the forgiving casual direction that the majority of the game is being taken in right and so they've given us eureka and now really if anybody comes out and complains that eureka is too hard or it's leaving them behind they can now say well then eureka isn't designed for you Go back to doing your dungeons and your easy raid. Content. But there's there is a clear distinction in the way that the two, that that Eureka is is or can be done mm-hmm. versus the rest of the content, right? And yeah. and and we all identified like yeah, you do take a ten eye level item hit or eye level hit, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can grind out those pieces of gear way faster than you can the weekly lockout tone gear or the raid gear. So, you know, th- those systems are designed to keep you playing over a long term and to keep you subscribed until hopefully they can get their shit together and get their next patch out. But what is unique about your Eureka, and what I think people are finding very refreshing is that they can choose to, if they want, go in and grind that shit out and get it done or do it over a matter of casually a couple of weeks or a few months, right? Like, dude, I'm I'm like half a level to 20. I've already nice. got I've already got my Pazuzu feathers. I unlocked the last part of my 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 weapon. I'm done. Like I beat Eureka, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm finished. Right. And need- Hooray for me. Hagos is coming for you. So, but, but at the same time, like I'm totally ready for this, for the, for Pagos, right? And this is probably the first time in a long time that you've actually wanted to get to that point where you're ready for the next update. Yes. It's, it's actually kind of a nice feeling to, and and the thing is, is I'm not, dude, I'm not like stressed out and logged in all the time. Mm -hmm. It's not something that really takes a massive amount of, of, of grind or dedication. It's just it's actually, I think, a very uh, a very interesting and well-balanced design versus what keeps you playing over a long term. And, you know, that that does, you know, now it's like, okay, now I got to get my tomes to get the shit that's at three, you know, three fifty up to three sixty. Right. So, you know, like I'm actually legitimately playing the game again. And the fact that they're going to continue to support that style of gameplay dude i'm fucking in moxat i haven't said that about final fantasy 14 in a very long time moxat in the chat saying imo the fate train method still needs to be dealt with it'd be nice if it was however given that this is the first area 
I actually think that they may leave it because it, it's it's an easier entry in. And it's something that if they do the pop item, key item entry NM things in the next step, you're not going to be able to fate or NM train that because you probably have to farm up the item somewhere. They could. Yeah, they could also do much like they did with an entry key item for 1.0. They could make an instance that goes off of Eureka. So and I think that that's actually a really cool possibility, right? Like you're queued into Eureka and that needs to be one of the that and a key item or, or an item in your inventory are the two requirements. Requirements to be able to queue into the, uh, you know, uh, 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 a fight with, uh, 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 you know, like a, pri- a primal like uh, entity. I uh, think that that's fu- and a great way to challenge a, 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 you know, a small party or a full party. Yeah. Moxeth, it's only an issue if you look at level 20 as the end of it. If they're going to add something in 3.45 and 3.55, but the NM train doesn't exist in those and level 20 is just the beginning. It's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, this is, this is, I, I this is remarkably encouraging in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think I'm, I'm finally getting to the point. Cause remember I, I, I mentioned that I'm kind of, I want to do more Eureka. Uh, I'm at, I think, level uh, 11 now, but there, there's a part of me that's still just like, no, you, you can just wait till the next patch and do it quicker. That's what they've always done. And, and I'm, I'm starting to, I think, finally crest over that to where I'm like, no, get, get to 20 now. Yeah. Um, so, and, 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 you know, the stuff that they're talking about here of what they could be putting into the next one is definitely helping with that. All right, um, let's, let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Shinjima of Genova. What's going on, Shinjima? Hey, what's up? Hey, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. What's going on? Yeah, so I haven't uh, haven't called in in a while, and uh, I haven't really been keeping up with the show, unfortunately. Sorry about that. But yeah, we'll forgive you this time. Recently, uh, I, I listened. I did listen to a bit of a sh- uh, the Eureka show. One of them uh, you had back in March, and. Um, it's, I'm calling in because this is sort of like my response. And, and first, I want to ask you guys, what does LBR think of, like, what's the general consensus? Like, I get, I'm getting the vibe that you guys think it's a good direction, but what's your, like, general consensus? Do you like Eureka? Do you think it's all right? Do you think it's acceptable content? Yeah, I, I, I think that it presents a contrast in the way that most other content is handled in ff14 and i think that that contrast is good um i think that you know we've long identified the monotony that comes along with dungeon raid and then alliance raid you know like those were really only the three sets of content that you could do right like there were fates but who's grinding fates as soon as you don't need xp anymore and then there's hunts and hunts the interest in them had really fallen off and continues to fall off i i see very few people interested in doing hunts i only do a hunt if i happen to be in the same zone when it's called if i yeah if i stumble across one by accident you know like and i think that this was a very interesting way for them to take a section of the population interested in doing content like this and give them an area to do it in. 
I think that that was probably a pretty good idea. It's gotten me to stick around. Yeah. Well, see, when I first went into Eureka, like I went in day one, I was really excited because it seemed, and first I want to say I'm an ex FF11 player, like, and my favorite thing to do in Final Fantasy 11 was, I know a lot of people hated it, I don't know why, but I love to level up different jobs, right? And make groups and make parties and, and grind mobs and, and get that chain bonus. And, and you know, like, like it felt great to go out, get a, get a group together, get that chain bonus, you know, get, get mad experience points and, and level up quick. And then everyone else is looking at, like, holy shit, that guy levels really fast, right? How does he do it? And that, that was my thing in Final Fantasy XI. Okay. So when I went into Eureka, I was actually really excited because the first thing everyone did was they soloed, right? They soloed till like level three or four. You can do that pretty easily. And and then we started grouping up together. And, um, and then we started doing mob camps. And that was exciting because we're like, I, I literally had like nostalgia like a nostalgia wet dream was coming to reality. Okay. <laughs> like it was, we we're sitting there farming mobs in mob, mob grind groups. And, you know, we're trying to figure out which NMs are going to pop from what mobs. And it was all fresh and new. Right. So for, for the first couple of days, I really liked Eureka. Mm-hmm. But my main issue, my main issue with it is how, and I'm, I know it's a lot of people's main issue. It's the NM train because, because it invalidates everything that that they intend. I I believe they intended it to be that they had people enter Eureka with groups and they find groups and there's like a whole bunch of different people farming mobs and then they have NMs pop and you run to them and maybe you don't run to them if it's you know too low level in NM, but that was that was the intention I think and. NM trains just invalidate everything. And there's no reason to have a mob chain mechanic at all if you have NM trains. No, I, I agree. I, I think that that was probably an unintended consequence of the system. And we talked about this a little bit last week where this this highlights the reason of having a, a, a PTR and having a, a way to test this type of content. So you have ways to see how the content is going to be used by the player base. It shouldn't be open to public testing, right? Like it shouldn't be when you get the content that's when we figure all this stuff out things like the nm train would have been able to deal with because they would have gone oh okay well people are going to level 20 nms as level one and they're still getting xp that doesn't seem right but now that it's out if they nerf that then everyone would be up in a uh, have you know be lighting their fucking hair on fire um you know I think that that now, you know, Square Enix definitely has a move forward approach to even programmed problems, right? They don't do very much shadow patching or hot fixing. It's really only to solve very, very essentially broken things. I think that we will probably see this 
addressed in the next series of Eureka Zones, right? But for this, for and and the thing is, is that knowing that there will likely be a total of what four zones when all is said and done, that may be an acceptable thing to do one to twenty, and then start to restrict that as you move forward in level progression. We we don't know exactly what's going to be done about it, but. I do think that it is I do agree with you that it is a problem. I do agree with you that it runs counter towards the spirit of the system and the spirit of the event. What can Square Enix reasonably do about it now that we have it and that is the norm? I don't I don't know that there's much that they could do without pissing off all of the players in Eureka. Well, the reason okay, I I don't know if if they're going to do that because I don't I haven't heard anything from anybody that like has Square Enix said anything about the NM train have they said it's acceptable content have they said because a lot of people out there think it is acceptable content and I know why because they want to you know they want to watch Netflix while being AFK and and this is goes back to my reason why I am calling in because the person there was a caller you had a couple weeks ago they said, well, if you're sitting AFK in the NM train, well, do something, right? But here's the reality of the situation. I, I wanted to level Ninja in Eureka. I wanted to play Ninja. So I'm a melee DPS. And we're at Bears, okay? We're, we're at the Bears where we're going to pop Callisto. But all the ranged DPS are just killing the Bears before I can even run to the mob yeah well i mean that's gonna happen when you have a whole bunch of you know 17 18 Honestly, 19 what happens in that is i'll go over to like numbers and just start soloing yeah. just to do something yeah yeah i, I mean like, that's that's a, a way to be able to handle that but i, I mean i understand that your uh, your point um my major my major issue though is i think that it's not like ff11 at all and who because in ff11 you didn't get a group together and say, hey, guys, we're going to go hunt NMs to gain experience points. That didn't happen. You went to head, kill NMs for loot. That's what we killed NMs for. You went to mob grind for experience points. Now, since NMs drop experience points and so plentiful in experience points, there's no point in doing mob grind. It's And it's actually uh, even worse. It was good when the mobs, the NMs didn't die in three seconds. Now they do. Because you still had time to run to the NM and kill the NM, then go back to mob grind. But the fact is, you have to be with the NM train. Otherwise, you miss the NM and it dies too fast. Well, they did say in the next iteration of Eureka, they're going to also have Magia board level sync. So that shouldn't happen as quickly. So I do think I uh, again, I think that that's evidence of Square Enix having a very forward, uh, uh, you know, forward way of thinking uh, uh, when it comes to addressing problems like that. But, you know, like I've said before, too, I think it would be better if they didn't make it that it was literally the same mob spawned the same NM in the same position every single time. Like they should shift it around, shift the locations, shift the locations of the mob, shift which mobs will spawn it, shift where it will spawn, you know, just do something give, and also give it some more variations. Other like there's only a couple that are even affected by day, night or weather. Most of them are popped any time. Right. So that way it's so formulaic. And you just go this one to this one to this one. Like they should just shift it up a little bit, move them around the map, not make it so formulaic and really there couldn't really be much of an nm train because you could be banging on something for so long it wouldn't even spawn the mob you were trying to spawn so it would be more efficient to split up 
So yeah. hopefully they'll take that into consideration in the future. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that, and, and again, we've only got four bulleted points about Eureka, the next phase of Eureka. I do hope that they go back and revisit the discussion and tell us a little bit more about you know some of the unique mechanics that could be employed but between the way that you know some of the the s rank hunts are popped um you know they do have ways of 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 being really creative with this and uh and i do hope that that continues on into the next phase of eureka and uh Based on these, on just these four bullet points, I, I have a little bit of hope. Anyway, uh, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you, Shinjima. If you want to give us a call, uh, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. All right. And um, uh, the other thing, this is going to, I think, take up too much time, but I was actually a little let down by this because I think we talked about it or about ideas of what the next one should be. But they did mention the next installment of the Ultimate series would be a battle against Ultima Weapon. Is anyone else let down by that? Really? Like, we've had story mode Ultima, we've had normal Ultima, hard mode Ultima, extreme Ultima, and now Ultimate Ultima. It's getting a little Um, silly. I mean, I do think that was a little silly, but also it's coming out in patch 4.31. That is also, I I don't think this is the final ultimate one because the raid cycle is not going to be over by then because the the next raid cycle is not even coming out to 4.4. What do you mean the final ultimate? Well, because like in the last, in, in, in the last set of raids, we only got ultimate Bahamut. That was, and you only could do that once you finished level eight of Alexander. Or level 12, I mean, like the, the very oh, no, final. No, 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 <laughs> Nika, the ultimate series is something that they're going to keep on doing. So there isn't going to be a final ultimate boss. No, right. But I always assumed it was like after all 12 of the raids were out, this was like the final thing you did. But now they're releasing it after only so. eight are out. No, like, I, they, I think it's just something that they're going to try and put out every once in a while. That this would be cool. It's just weird because now it's not following any kind of formula. So I'm wondering, like last time we only got it was supposed ultimate. Because- beh- I mean, what, what it say? Well, what did they build it as? Is that once you are done with all the raids and have nothing to do, now you have a stronger thing to do because you cannot do ultimate Bahamut unless you clear twelve, like a tw- Alexander twelve. Right. So now for this one, are you going to have to clear out. Omega eight? And then there's going to be you know, the next four Omegas come out and then there's going to be another one where you Probably. only, but now here's, here's the thing. Do you have to clear Omega eight and Omega 12 or just Omega 12? Like how, what's it going to be? Cause now like it doesn't, if they're going to make the ultimate thing, its own series, it should be totally separate from the other raids. That That's probably fair too, actually. Yeah. So I was just a little confused when they said they were putting out an ultimate boss before the raids were done, because I always thought it was a, once you're done with all the raids, here's the ultimate thing. What are you talking about, Nika? Because this is like, I assume that it's going to be like Bahama where you have to beat OS 8. Whatever the current. No, no, but that's what I'm saying is that it didn't come out until all the raids for that expansion were done. And this one's coming out when there's still one whole set of raid to come. So whatever the current highest tier is, if they're going to give it a lockout, it should just be whatever the current highest tier is. So now I'm just did, wondering. Hold on, hold on. Am I am I having a stroke? Did did not did Bahamut come out during Stormblood? Oh, maybe it did. It that, did. Now I'm getting confused. Was it Stormblood yeah. or was it was it um, no, Heaven's Word? Just before Stormblood. No. Was it Stormblood or was it Heaven's Word? I'm confused now. Yeah, because you have to beat freaking uh, X Death EX to get into Bahamut. Yeah. 
God damn, Nika, come on. I don't even rate it. I know this shit. For some reason, okay, okay, I'm wrong. I take, I'll eat my words. Yeah, For some reason, I thought it came one. out. Okay, so they're going to be releasing one every single raid here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. And now back <laughs> to the topic at hand. I think Ultimate Ultima is a fucking terrible choice. Why? Because we've already fought Ultima like eight times. And yeah. how much more can they do to that fight? They, I they should have picked um, Ozma. I, oh, I, I think they're still probably working on the Ozma one, but yeah, I, I would have even preferred uh, Ultimate Titan at this point, which was the original uh, one that they, that was actually the very first idea they came up with when they were going to do the ultimate fight. It's just, I, I feel like they're just going to throw the three primals at you all at yep. once. Like, yep. oh, oh that's boy. Exactly what they're gonna do. Yeah. They did say they wanted to make it shorter than Bahamut, but not any less hard, just not as gruelingly long, mm-hmm. but I, I just feel like it's just such kind of a cop out. I would prefer them to pick bosses that we've never had a second go at. That would just be fun to see in that ultimate setting. I like that's, that's why Bahamut was kind of cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, Gilgamesh, Ultros. Like, there's any number of bosses that they could have like just explored more with. Mm-hmm. But we're going back to Ultima, I guess. Uh, Ooked in our chat room says uh, Warring Triad, and I kind of like that idea. Ooh, yeah, all through the Warring Triad, which is how they should have been from like the start. at once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they're all in their big phase at the same time. Yeah, that would have been fun. It would but... make all of the graphics cards explode. <laughs> Come on, you know Yerky would have done that. It's done that already. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, I, 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 I mean. Nika, does this do anything for you? Does this move the needle? I know that Ultimate Bahamut was cooler of an idea. Yeah, I, think. I agree. Um, I mean, I never was able to clear Exeth with the bur- level of burnout my group was going through before, and so I'm a little bit sad I never got to go into Ultimate Bahamut. But like Ultimate Ultima does not like I'm already motivated currently to try to clear, but not because of Ultimate Ultima. I feel like if it was if it was Ultimate Ozma, I would be much more motivated to get there. Mm-hmm. Like if it was something cooler, I, I'm not looking forward to another Ultima. I think Ultima has been overdone. Um, I feel like if it was Ozma, I might even like monitor like the world firsting of it because Ozma's Ult- fucking cool. Well, <laughs> Ultima Ozma. The question is, is that yeah. a full alliance fight or is that a just full oh, party? That's, right. that's what they no, I would, about at the fan yeah. fest, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But like, I can't unless they actually added in free company style rating that isn't just a duty finder, which I don't see them doing anytime soon. I think an eight man Ozma would be fine. Um, you know what I think? I think they dropped the ball on the ultimate fights because they could have done something really, really unique and special for ultimate fights by having them be very, very hard 24 man content. Like you had to find two other raid statics to join with yours to even attempt this fight. That's like, what they should have done. See, no, like, no, I think that honestly, I don't disagree. Like that's kind of how FF 11 shit was. You had to have, you know, a free company or a link shell that was dedicated just for that. Like they would, the way they would have to do that would be, you could only queue up through it, the raid finder, and you could only queue up with the full party or full alliance. But the you only could not queue up with randoms because you had to work with your free company on a regular scheduled night. You'd only schedule people who could like come on a Wednesday night and you would do it every single week and you progress with the same people. That's the only way it would work. And I just, I want that content. I've been begging for free company content since one, you know, since 2.x. I just don't see them doing that. But the only way, the only way to motivate players on that level is to make the rewards worth it. And Square Enix is so squirrely about that 
that I don't know that there's a reward good enough to be able to motivate that many players to dedicate that much time to first clearing all four phases of the raid and then going into the ultimate fight and oh hey by the way you need a full alliance for it if they were going to do a full alliance you know raid on that level i don't think that there would be much prerequisite i think you'd be able to just fucking queue for it because if you had a whole bunch of prerequisites, that's way too many barriers to entry. Unless those rewards were fucking incredible. That's or the only way I would get it done. Or stop caring that every single player can do every single piece of content and just understand that, you know, like Ultimate, not everyone's going to do it. So give us content where we have to get in a free company that has a scheduled day and that we have to commit and that we're going to be there and fucking give us that content. And if some people have, are crying that I have to complete all those other things, then this is not for you. Do the other content. Like, that's a thing and most yeah, MMOs, but you're not, you're you pick not, and choose your content you don't do it all but unless the reward is good enough you're not going to find enough people to be able to populate the the fucking event yeah but i still feel like if the reward is good enough and like if the challenge entry, then- if if that whole theory that oh well it's the challenge that it, that's the reward you will never in the entire fucking data center, find enough people that are down for doing this. You just won't. I you, think you would find some people. Really? There are those people who do it for the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Enough, enough, what, what, whatever enough people, to do it once, maybe. Yeah, once. I think uh, whoever was doing um, the Savage Coil of Bahamut Tier 2 when it was relevant, those are the people that would do it. All of those people quit the game years ago. <laughs> they don't years ago. I, I mean, I mean, honestly, like it, it really like when when it's just a full party. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. You can find enough idiots to fill a party. A full alliance that is going to be a way way bigger challenge. Okay, but it's going to drop an item equivalent to a defending ring or a riddle. And it has a 1% drop rate, so you're going to farm that shit for years to come. Then people will be falling all over themselves to find groups for this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. But unless they... But but Square Enix has never, ever done that for Final Fantasy XIV. There is no item that is fucking god-tier. Every item that is even... I mean, you get god-tier for three months max. Would would something like a cross world link shell help to uh, facilitate something like that? No. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, those are coming. I they mean, are, I, I, but they I are. I just I don't see that helping. I mean, Honestly. I do because then you don't have to find people specifically on your server, and you can still queue in as a preformed alliance without you know, and it would be the same people every week. You wouldn't just have to reparty find across server. You'd actually Dude, find. I don't think you would have enough. I don't week. think you would have enough people. You don't think you could find 24 people across an entire data center. I do. You just no. need 24 Nikas. That's all you'd need is 24. You just, you need to have it as a schedule. Like that you say like, okay, our, this is a group that runs every Wednesday. At no one will PM. dedicate that much scheduling and time to something that doesn't have a reward or that gives you a title. No one will. You will not be able to fill an an alliance with enough people. You just won't. Sorry. I don't know. It's got to have some kind of God tier item. You might get that one JP group that does it, Nika. But look, even you have trouble filling a normal raid. 
or yeah. sorry, a normal savage rate. Yeah, normal savage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna uh, probably have to agree with with a Nero here. Yeah. I I mean it's it's gonna take Square Enix, you know, really making a change in the way that they do their reward system. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to start considering we need something that is going to motivate the fuck out of players. And I mean, like, really get them like, I need that shit. And if you're not working for that shit, you ain't shit. Yeah. A glowy mount? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Go away. So the next thing on the list, and, and, and this is the thing where I think uh, at least some of my skepticism uh, uh, and negativity comes from. So they're finally introducing the real FF14 app. And that's oh, Jesus. All right. I'm going to go get a drink. Oh, bye. Bye, so this, everyone. This app uh, features a number of useful things, such as access to the market board, inventory sorting, and chatting with friends. Now, there is both a free version and a premium version. If you have the free version, you can chat with your friends list. Uh, you have a scheduler, inventory management, and access to the market board. But if you pay the premium fee, which I believe is, is $5 a month, you get another retainer, uh, retainer and saddlebag management, and it doubles your saddlebag capacity. And uh, apparently there's also login bonuses as well. This seems... Oh, I'm not complaining about a premium version existing. I'm complaining about the price on a monthly, a monthly thing. I think I would pay a $10 or $20 one-time fee. I don't think it needs to be a monthly thing. Five dollars a month? Are you fucking en- kidding me? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Are yeah. you shitting me, Square Enix? God damn it! That pisses me off. To anyone oh out there who my God. think that Square Enix is bleeding you and doesn't think that they could operate on a fucking free game at this point, first of all, look at how much they add to the cash shop monthly. Exactly. You know okay. Between- some of that bullshit is, and then take into consideration you're paying what twelve ninety nine a month. If you have one or two extra retainers, that's another two bucks per retainer. Yep. And now they want you to pay another five dollars a month. Oh, a month. Point. Monthly. Okay, but if you don't like it, then you don't have to buy it. I mean, especially because all of the crucial things are actually in the free version. Like the scheduler and chatting with friends list already helps with raid organization and anything that you need to do. But like inventory management is nice and market access. Like everything you'd want in a companion app is free. But you know, dude, okay, you know. Square Enix fucking promised us more inventory and now they're saying, okay, well, if you want more inventory to fix the problem that we created, five bucks a month. Pay for it. No, what's even worse than that is how many times have we heard, oh, but it's so hard to do extra inventory yeah. and, and we've gotten it right. But then suddenly this thing that's so hard to do, oh, if you pay $5 a month, you can have some more of it. I, I yeah. just, I, I just uh, like, they've been talking about this app for years since 2.0 relaunched. They were talking about this app. You mean to tell me it's taken four years to develop and enough money that you need, you feel you need to charge your player base $5 a month to have access to it. Get 
fucked. I need yes. to make a, I need to make a correction. Uh, Talison in the in the chat saying that you don't actually get a free retainer. It just ups the maximum amount of retainers. What? What? You can pay all. You can pay another dollar ninety nine. No, that can't be true. Really? That is insane. I don't believe that. That's fake. Talison, do you have link to anything that that definitively says that for us? Because that's ridiculous. Have you ever have you ever wanted to pay upwards of fifty dollars a month? to have access to a digital <laughs> world that has objectively not all that much to do by the time you've reached level cap well then here's square square enix's final fantasy 14 god damn it this it's is just, fucking I'm stupid wrong, but people people were talking about um strife says it's real it was in the interview no i refuse to believe it um but strife says so i believe <laughs> strife I believe Strife way more than I believe you. I know, because clearly okay. I have wrong information. Well, we but, no, but think of, um, someone was pensioning on a, on a, one of the Facebook groups back in FF11. When we bought the security token, it was a $10 one-time fee and also came with like a saddlebag, right? It right. came with increased inventory. It was a one-time $10 fee. And it came with that, the security token and an increased... It really helped you to keep your account safe and secure. It was right. a good purchase. It was it's a great purchase. App. It was. For five I feel like a month. I should get that fucking uh, iPhone case and put it on my phone. <laughs> Which, yeah, I think. By the way, is the best part about this screenshot is that fucking iPhone case. Maybe I, I kind of want that. I'm going on Etsy right now. Another twenty dollars. It's probably like fifteen bucks. If this was like a twenty dollar one time fee, I would pay it because after four months, then technically it would be you know pay for itself. Um, I paying five dollars a month is stupid. And they're also saying what? So you buy an extra saddlebag, you put a whole bunch of shit in it, and then you're payment and your premium lapses and now you suddenly can't access your raid gear and then people are all of a sudden bitching and sending GM reports. First That's of the all, problem that I have why with, would you uh, ever like, put your raid gear well, in there? Because you know someone's going to do it and start bitching about it and Square Enix has to cover their bases. That's That sounds like a whole lot of your fucking problem. <laughs> Another thing, like, we just got the chokeable saddlebags and now suddenly we're getting uh, the ability to double our capacity? No, 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 no. We had our saddlebag capacity halved so we could pay for the other actual half. Yep. There you go. Bingo. You're nailing I mean, this is the oh. thing. You've got to you've got to understand that when Square Enix says, well, it's difficult to program for about three years, and then when you get it, they only give you half because they put the other half behind a five dollar a month paywall. Like, how does this not piss off the entire fucking fan base of this game? It should. I, it, ha- it kind of has been. I've seen people bitching about it on Facebook. I have too. I mean, honestly, like, I, 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 I think I think it's ridiculous to even ask five dollars a month. Five dollar one time payment. I'm fine with that. Like, if but it was a one dollar, even a tw- like I was say, even if it was a twenty dollar one time payment, I would pay it. But a one like. E- even a one dollar a month, I feel like it's still stupid. Like a monthly fee should not be a thing for an app. I mean, like, that's twelve bucks a year. That's actually not that bad. It's you know not who, as bad. You know, who's five dollars is really unreasonable. They are going to be making so much more money off of those Omni crafters. Who not only are they going to buy this, be able to use outside of the game, they get all these additional retainers now as well. This is ridiculous. This is fucking ridiculous. I don't understand anyone who omnicrafts this game to get money, which is effectively worthless. I don't know that they because, do it necessarily just housing. for money. Well, hold on. It's not just for money. I think that, that people do it because they also enjoy like decorating and shit. I mean, we got an email one time about someone who became an omnicrafter to help like their friends and their link shell. State Farm is there. With a donation, <laughs> they help their entire Thank you, Jake. craft stuff and decorate. <laughs> Fuck you, Jake. 
<laughs> Stupid Jake with his fucking khakis. Hey, I can oh. uh, I can buy two months of this mobile app now. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> that that really is the most like i don't know like i i think it's a bit insulting to ask five dollars a month from a, a populate a game playing population that is already on the hook for 12 that's insane i agree like like it's like a one time a one dollar a month maybe is reasonable but more than that i feel like is is stupid like yeah. this is this inventory for inventory a five dollar discount on the jump potion yes juxta but before you uh let your sub elapse and 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 you know really got on the the fuck square enix train you know back when you actually had all your retainers and stuff how much were you paying monthly uh monthly i was probably paying 24 25 dollars wow so you would be paying like like 30 plus another two for the new retainer so so 32 bucks a month for this game you could have been paying on top of on top of the uh emotes that you would buy for seven bucks or the mounts that you would buy for 25 those aren't monthly fees though still well no 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 because they add a new shit every month so yeah that's a monthly fee i mean i guess so but like, remember, wasn't it in FF11 they had a mog locker where you would actually pay with an in-game currency in order to keep it open? Like, is that not a thing anymore? <laughs> like, make us play the game to get an in-game currency to keep our inventory I open. I vaguely recall that it was Odd Ergen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was an Odd. It was an Ergen like bronze pieces or, oh, yeah. or silver pieces or gold pieces, and that you makes turn those sense. in. And like, I remember I would try to get so many that my mog locker would be available Max for like the next forever. 10 years or something yeah, yeah. or, or if i'm you sure if you logged in now you. it would still be open <laughs> you yeah. just paid when you needed access to it yeah that's i mean that's true too but like but no 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 now it's all about paying monthly with real life money because why make people play the game to have inventory unlocked no just pay real money dude th- yep. this this is i think this this is a pretty concerning trend you know, uh, 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 the rest of the industry has got their uh, got their fronts up about loot boxes. But I mean, like nickel and diming doesn't even get to to really, I think, well, well, to the point on. where Square Enix is now. It's bad. But, but wait, 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 wait. We, we've been sitting here praising all this stuff. They're actually doing good things with their game. Shouldn't we, you know, let them get away with getting more money? No, absolutely not. This is the, I mean. Listen, it crosses a line. I feel like I think it does. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it especially jump potions did cross a line. No, uh, the they, fact that we had like five episodes in a row dedicated to jump potions proves it crossed the line. But like, let's, also, to be yeah. fair, they've said themselves that not as many people use the jump potions as they thought they would. So I think that it may not have came back to bite them, but it was just kind of like, oh well, that was maybe a waste. Yeah, because we can trust them to say something bad about themselves. I mean, fair. Trodune in the Twitch chat saying paying for retainers, the app, the cash shop. Yeah, SE's becoming the Japanese SE. Or EA, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, what did they do with Bravely Default? Yeah. What what was the dickery in Bravely Default? I I know that the the, the Deus Ex microtransaction stuff. I think just that they made the second game crappy. (laughs) <laughs> they're like oh people are buying well, they also out, censored that game when it came to the west yeah that's true they did censor a whole they, bunch they changed of shit the job classes and shit like that i yeah. heard the new dragon quest can be uncensored i think that star may be getting bigger conspiracy theorist <laughs> <laughs> the uh, meteor getting yeah. closer right yeah. yeah spelling it out for nico yeah 
giving you money to get access to giving you more money. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Dark Foot. You actually accessed our uh, premium cheer mode, so now you can give us $100 and get exploding Escaliabers. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking... I, I just... Yeah. I... I I mean, I guess it's not necessary. I don't know what that noise was, but I, I mean, I guess it's not necessary to being able to play the game. I just I I think that asking for five dollars a month when, you know, you have a shrinking game population, I, I, I think that that's a bad idea. It's a bad look for sure. Does um Juxta, do you know if the WoW mobile armory app does that cost monthly? Yeah. I don't know if there is a monthly anything monthly to it, but straight up it doesn't. Let me double check. Hold on. Wow. Nope, I just looked it up. It says free. I mean Is there any in-app purchases or anything like that? Or what, um, what does that app do? Does it is it more than just your armory? Does it let you communicate with people? Uh, view all of your World of Warcraft character stats, equipment, achievements, access guild stats, uh, in-game calendar, other information for planning. That sounds like a loadstone. Browse the full complement of items available in the game. Uh, remote auction house, uh, remote guild chat. So it's basically all the same things. Yeah, there's a lot there. Wait, what's the okay? Said, what's the Legion companion app? Because the armory app almost just sounds like what you get on the lodestone already. What's the Legion yeah. app is the it like lets you do oh. in-game stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, in, so in, that's in, more like in Legion, they basically they're kind of like retainers, except way better because they give you useful stuff and you can do them on the app for free. And none of that costs money. None of it. Nope. Yep. So I guess the question is if if these apps for World of Warcraft gave you more inventory, would World of Warcraft charge you for them? Hmm. Good question. I, I mean, <laughs> is that the? I, I mean, what are we really paying for for five bucks a month? I yeah, think that why that's does a it fair have to be question. Monthly fee instead of one time. Just uh, all you're paying here. for is basically have access to some of the game when you're not at the game. I don't know. It's the only thing you're paying for is retainer and saddlebag management and more saddlebag inventory and an additional retainer. Right, because all the, again, because all the stuff we want is in the free version. So really, the five dollars a month seems a lot for if it was like the entire app was five dollars a month, maybe. Would love to get Dark Star's opinion on this. He should call in hashtag praise Juxta. <laughs> hashtag praise. Stop praising Juxta with yeah, your hashtag. Seriously, it just it just seems it seems weird that the five dollars a month gives you so little. Like if, if the entire app was five dollars a month because you get everything. I mean, it's almost more justifiable, but like, <laughs> no, not actually, really. no, 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 you're, you're right. Because somewhat half of it's free. So essentially you're paying for more saddlebag capacity and the ability to pay them another $2 for another retainer. I, I honestly, why even do the free version? Just charge five bucks flat for the whole, for the whole thing. Yeah. Right. They're more, more likely to make money that I th- way. I, 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 I think I agree with that. Yeah. I, I might, I would probably be, still be upset. But a little less upset. Yeah. Yeah. The five bucks a month is just, I, I think that that's so egregious. Again, like why? I don't understand why they're against one-time fees. Why does what do you guys think? Monthly fees? What, do you, what do you think the login bonuses are going to be, guys? Like It's like app logins. If you log into the app every day, you get stuff. Yeah. Or, yeah. It'll be an exclusive minion. 100 gil. <laughs> I think it'll, it'll be like, uh, uh, what's the shit that you have to pay your retainers? I have like, Venture. 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 They give you little venture tokens. Here you go. Thanks for logging in five days in a row. 
I mean, actually, free Avengers wouldn't be too bad of it. Are you kidding? I have 5,000 of them. Oh, then you don't use them enough because I'm always running out of Avengers. Then you don't turn in gear enough. I turn in gear all the time. Not enough. Uh, a few other small notes. Um, there are some PVP changes. Uh, they're putting in that daily campaign rotation that I uh, mentioned a few shows back. Uh, adjusting the HUD of Feast. You can see other players' buffs and debuffs. And uh, they're finally doing the revision for the Crystal Tower training grounds because apparently one lane was more favored than the other ones or something. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crafters can look forward to a new custom delivery client or, or custom delivery clients. I don't know, some stupid crafting thing. No, that's another one of like how we had Chloe and then yeah. we had okay, whatever. So like there's another another yeah. one now. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, mannequins will be added as well as a guest book. So you can see who's been stalking you inside your house. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, now, actually but can we get a guest book for the studio? Absolutely, cool. yes. Are, are these mannequins 100%. that are going to let us dress them because i remember them saying at FanFest how hard it would be to implement a mannequin that we can change the gear because then we can put a mannequin in ascalia's old spot (laughs) (laughs) i hope they honestly it would be funny if they let you pose them in different well in different ways like it would be great if we could just have mannequins of our characters so we never have to log in again (laughs) better yet could you imagine (laughs) putting on a mannequin sex show on stage d Mm. wait oh god it doesn't have to be sex, though. He's going to resub just just to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's the point, Nika. Uh, I, job, want, job I want to be just, able to use my uh, pay-to-win uh, emotes that's play dead so I can have Escalia dead on the floor. Job adjustments will be coming for Dark Knight, Samurai, and Astrologen. They all need it. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, Red Mage uh, needs it. Thank you very much. Yeah, Red Mage does need an adjustment. Why? I don't know. We're the lowest DPS with the most boring rotation Excuse ever. Me, yeah, that, like Red Mage is... Only- reason anyone brings red mages to anything is so that you can raise them. Yes, you raise monkey. Yep, the meta seems to be you go on red mage to progress through raids and raise people as needed, then you switch to another caster once you've learned it. For Kalos Fedora Collection. (laughs) (laughs) Classy neckbeard. Appreciated class neckbeard, but that's not even going to make it dense in uh, Kalos high class tastes in fedoras. Don't have fedoras anymore. I threw them all out. Anymore. <laughs> well, I'm willing to admit all of them. Because you never owned a fedora either, Juxta. You can't prove that. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure there's pictures somewhere. I'm going to look for some after prove the show. It. Uh, we mentioned the Cross World Link Shells is going to have 64 people to start, but they plan to raise it in the future. You know what? That's helpful. Actually, this is going to be this is going to be really cool. Hold on, listen, listen. We're going to follow in Square Enix's footsteps here because six uh, a cross world link shell will be really good, I think, for our fans. But we have way more than sixty four. Remember, even just on Sergeant Thomas back in the day, we used to have to constantly like kick people out to fill more people in, right? So I think that we're going to start charging people a monthly five dollar (laughs) fee in order to join our link shell. Once you can't pay anymore, you're out of the link shell. That's right. Yeah. If 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 you, uh, I mean, it could be. If you lapse, you're out. It's just we couldn't even make it like a Patreon only link shell because we have more than 64 patrons. We do. We sure do. Yep. But like, this is definitely going to be useful for like, cause right now, like has, because it's been so hard to fill the static. Three of the people currently in my static are on other servers. And what I'm hoping with cross world link shell is, can we just go in the link shell list and invite them to a party cross server? Or do we still have to put up a party finder with a private password Probably. message? Every person individually, the private path. It's so frustrating. If they can just be in the link shell and I can just click and invite them cross server. That'd be so much more helpful. Do you not have a discord? Yes, but some of them are still on trial, so they're not in like the special thing. And I don't want to put them put it in like the general chat in my Discord because there's other people in it. Um, 
But anyway, um, I think he doesn't like work. That's I, what I'm looking for quality of quality of life things that should be like we should like if they're on my friends list, I should be able to click on them on my friends list and invite them no matter what server they're on. Yeah, I shouldn't um, have to make a party binder for that. Items converted into glamour can now be reclaimed. Uh, squadrons can use the glamour dresser and glamour plate saved to gear sets, and they're also adding performance action updates. Five new animations and new note sounds, and lastly, we are getting a normal raid roulette. So, what what is the normal raid roulette consist of? Like, as in like normal Alex and normal Mega? Okay, yeah, got it. That's that's not so bad. That's I mean, we've that's only not so been, bad either. That's a good yeah. Idea. We we've only been asking for that for a long time. It's hard, man. <laughs> I I don't know that I accept that excuse anymore, man. <laughs> I just can't. Okay, it's difficult, man. Okay, man. <laughs> Unless they're going to charge $5 for it, then they can get it in there. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we're dumb. <laughs> yeah. We're cool. Uh, so that I think that's that's mostly it, right? Like, that's that's mostly it from, uh, from the live letter? So what do you think is going to come in part yep. two, then? Do you think they're going to give new content or just, like, talk more about what your I mean, actually I, is going to be? Or I like, really hope that they're going to expand a little bit more on what we can expect with uh, Eureka, the, the and next phase I, the next And I want to hear more about Heaven on High, too. That's... Yeah, I wouldn't... I, I, I think that that's probably... Like, the fact that they addressed both of those things and said... The next, new stuff with new things and stuff. Right. Like the, the <laughs> fact that they, they had at least addressed it to say this is in here, I think was essential for them to do because we had been sitting around for for the last like patch going like, well, where is the new deep dungeon? Right. Like if they yeah, didn't say anything about it long than I thought it might be. Yeah. It like, sounds like it is. If they didn't say anything about it in this live letter, I think that we would have given them straight up hell for it. I would have also assumed at that point that it literally will just be a carbon copy, just reskin and for ketchup in the last patch yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think I yeah, I think that that is, uh, you know, Square Enix needed to at least say something. So, you know, they could talk about, you know, those systems and expand a little bit more on them. Um I mean, for what else they could talk about, I, I I honestly don't know. You know, usually the part twos is where we start seeing some of the video walkthroughs. Yeah, we'll, we'll start. I I think that we'll probably see, you know, some of the uh, some of the Evilies raid in action. Not in action, but you know, get to see some of the environments. Um, I don't know. I, I'm 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 actually pretty uh, kind of looking forward to this next patch. Got to be honest with you. More so than I have. Yeah. Like I said a little bit earlier, I'm, I'm slowly getting kind of where to where you are in Nero. And uh, I, I think once I get a little bit higher in Eureka and I feel like I'm closer to completing, I feel like I've been like, like I'm a little bit more prepared for when the next one comes out. I think that I might be feeling actual hype for the game. I'm, I'm not, I don't remember what hype feels like. So, so I'm not 100% sure, but I want to say Nothing's at least changing at least compared because normally on the off patches, like I mostly look forward to the patches with the new raid tiers. So then seeing this is like the off patch. I will say this seems more exciting than the normal off patches do. Yeah, I, I, agree. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can call it hype, but I can definitely say it's compared to the previous off patches. This seems a little bit 
better. Well, I think, but I think it needs to be weighted as such too, because you know it is it is always exciting to get the next tier of raids, and the raiding community really likes that. But then you know, I it it is felt like okay, well, what do the normies have, right? Like, <laughs> what what does the rest they of us have? Like, there's compass, right? Like the the people who don't like to spend uh, two or three days every week getting punched in the dick repeatedly what are what is there for those people to look forward to and you know the alliance raids weren't enough to get it done and i think now you know between eureka and and deep dungeon and ivalice that there is a substantial spread of content that really makes it feel like okay there's there's some cool shit coming that i'm going to be able to participate in yep so all right. I think that's going to be it, considering that we've run a little bit over time. Not too much, but a little bit over time. Uh, I want to think. What? What? Just, just smidgen over. It, is it a minute? <laughs> what? Like a smidge in a, a minute. A smidge in a minute, because I feel like that's the kind Shut of shit up, you make. It's the shit that Juxta makes up. Juxta's way more clever than that. I don't think so. Yeah. Penises. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jux. Uh, yeah. Or cock. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, anyway, uh, stick around, guys. We've got uh, more uh, more talking to do. Uh, Checkpoint Radio, the re-air of this week's radio show, is uh, coming up next. We're going to send a host out to that channel. Uh, hopefully, I want to see all 159 of you sticking around to check out uh, some of Checkpoint Radio this week. If it's your first time going over to the Checkpoint channel, make sure you hit that follow button. Uh, we're doing a lot more than just the show there. We've also got episodes of Low Team Damage, our talk show for Overwatch and Overwatch League. We've also got gameplay of Overwatch, Assassin's Creed Origin, Far Cry 5, PUBG, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Hit the follow button when you get there. That's twitch.tv slash Checkpoint Radio. Guys, thank you so much for your calls today. Shout out to uh, Shinjima as well as uh, Hazel. Go in peace, LBR Army. May you walk in the light of the juxtaposition. <laughs> the bird bird. In the bang mage, amen. Oh my god. Amen. <laughs> Just, praise the Lord. Or praise the me. I, I always knew. I always knew Limit Break Radio would someday end when Juxtaposition would become a cult leader. I just <laughs> didn't quite think that it would take 11 years to get there. But Well, you know, I'm playing Far Cry and Juxta's next boss I have to go and kill. What? What cult. do you mean? Oh. There's a cult in there. Oh, I yeah. get it. I get it. Anyway, uh, thanks so much to our callers today. Uh, if if you are listening on the podcast and you want to join us live, the show goes down every Sunday at 4 p.m. over at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Head over there, give it a follow, and turn on your notifications so that you know when we go live. We're also trying to get back into the habit of doing Reset Tuesdays. I've also been streaming Eureka when uh, when I'm playing, so uh, you can uh, make sure to join us over at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Checkpoint Radio is coming up next. Stick around. That's over at twitch.tv slash checkpoint radio. I want to thank my hosts. Guys, uh, I, I know that the weather was kind of shitty today, but we were able to muscle through it. We got through it, and uh, I think we got a pretty good episode out of it as well. So, you know, 
that that's that's the kind of quality that you get with Limit Break Radio. Uh, even when the show production is disrupted, we're still able to bring you a fantastic product. It's worth supporting over at patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. That's going to be it for Limit Break Radio. I want to thank Nika, Kahlo, and Juxta. I'm an hero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Kahlo Landis, Juxtaposition, and Kooky Persona. Final Fantasy XIV and Aorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Nexian Theta, Hirsch Fersh, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at Facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. Thank you.